This is an out loud reading of one of our latest YouTube videos. To find us, go to youtube.com slash redditreaders or click the link in the description below. Thank you so much for listening. Hey everyone and welcome back to r slash malicious compliance, the subreddit where people follow the rules with a vengeance. Today's post, you'd like me to adhere to the contract? In that case, I require a hotel until you resolve all of these issues. A few years ago, I moved back to the city in which I was a university student. As I was now a young professional and had experienced significant issues with housemates in the past, non-payment of bills having to do all the cleaning, I decided that I would rent a small flat from a reputable agency which specifically catered for young professionals such as myself. I went and viewed the property, which was quite messy and needed to have a few things addressed, i.e. the vinyl flooring in the kitchen was ripped, one of the drawers in the freezer was broken. But seeing as tenants were still living in the property and the agency assured me that between tenants the landlord would clean the property and resolve any small issues prior to moving in, I happily signed a contract and wrote a check for the deposit and first month of rent. Two months later, I moved into the property and was welcomed with the following issues. Note, I just happened to stumble upon the list I made at the time when clearing out an old hard drive a few days ago. In the general category, the entire property had not been cleaned. The fire door wouldn't close. Breach of fire regulations. The previous tenants had left much of their belongings behind, namely clothes and bedding. General waste was present in all rooms. The trash cans had not been emptied. Batteries had been removed from all of the fire and smoke alarms. By law, they were supposed to be hardwired in rented properties. Half of the light bulbs had been removed from the property. In the hallway, main supply and circuit breaker ripped from the wall. Incredibly dangerous. The carpet was soiled. In the bedroom, Slats on the bed were broken, so I would not have been able to sleep on it. The mattress was torn and ripped. The vinyl floor was ripped up. The window was jammed closed. In the bathroom, fecal matter on the light switch. The mirror was broken. The toilet had not been cleaned, still had fecal stains in the bowl. The shower door was broken off the hinges. The vinyl floor was torn up. In the kitchen and living room, the washing machine was broken. All drawers in the fridge and freezer absent or broken beyond repair. The gas cooker was missing burner caps and the pan rail, therefore unusable. Two cover doors were hanging off. The vinyl floor was ripped up. And the curtain pole was ripped down. It was very clear that two things had occurred here. The first being that the previous tenants had done a bit of a number on the property that they had not respected the property and had left quite a lot of damage in their wake. They did not even have the decency to empty the place of their contents and at bare minimum take the trash out before leaving. The second issue, however, is that the landlord had evidently not made any significant attempt to bring the property back into a habitable state prior to me moving in. Being the reasonable guy that I was, I called the landlord and asked if he could resolve these issues immediately. Primarily as the property was genuinely in a dangerous and non-inhabitable state. I did not want to be a jerk about it, however, at the bare minimum, the flat should be safe to inhabit. 
The landlord dismissed all of my complaints and stated that his wife, he was on a business trip to Dubai, had inspected and cleaned the property a few days before and all was fine. A blatant lie. I told him that I was extremely unhappy with the situation and he told me to, quote, adhere to the contract which I had signed. He subsequently put the phone down. Any sympathy I had for the landlord evaporated at this moment. He was happy for me to live in a dangerous property. So I went through my contract line by line and found two key pieces of information. If a property is deemed to be in breach of fire regulations and or is deemed uninhabitable by a suitable representative, it is the responsibility of the landlord to resolve such issues immediately. If the landlord cannot resolve such issues immediately, it is the responsibility of the landlord to provide alternative accommodation to the tenant until the property is returned to a habitable state. Fortunately, a close member of my family at the time was a fellow of the Royal Institute of Chartered Surveyors. Within the hour, I had a formal letter stating that the property was uninhabitable and dangerous. I had this emailed to the landlord address helpfully listed on the contract. Within 10 minutes, I had a call from him arranging emergency accommodation at a local hotel until he returned from his business trip three days later. On his return, he drove directly to the property from the airport and returned the checks for my deposit and first month's rent to me and asked me to move out, which I gladly did. Unbeknownst to him, a copy of the letter had been sent by my family member to the housing ombudsman and the local authority. The last thing I heard is that this bloke ended up being investigated, heavily fined, and had to sell the house. Hey OP, that agency that hooked you up with this landlord is probably shady as well. Ironically, they are actually a multi-award winning agency, very highly regarded in our area. The landlord had used them before, only to secure tenants, not for management or anything like that. They were horrified when I presented them with all of the information and blacklisted him from using them again. I haven't used them since, however, as they did drop the ball and really should have done a better job, especially as a group with such a strong reputation. I wonder why the people living there prior pulled a number on him. Being completely honest, and maybe I'm being too forgiving here, I genuinely think that the landlord was negligent through laziness. I don't think he actually knew how bad the property was, and they had probably just blissfully ignored anything brought to his attention. He has probably had people move in over the years who have been precious and moaned about everything. When he heard me describe legitimately that the mains and circuit breaker were hanging off the wall, he probably thought I was confusing a light switch. This doesn't stop him from being a bad landlord. He should have checked the property before letting it. But I think it was ignorance as opposed to maliciousness on his part. So that's it for the post, guys. We've been getting more and more of these landlord versus tenant posts, and I think they're always super satisfying. I love, even if it's a small part, I love that these posts bring awareness to the shady situations that can go on between landlords and tenants. And... The delicious uh, justice of the guy telling him to adhere to the contract, and that's exactly what he does. Okay, I'll adhere to the contract. Maybe you should have read it, bud. It's great. I, I hope you guys enjoyed this post. I really did. Have you ever had a 
crappy situation, a shady situation with a landlord as a tenant yourself? Have you ever been a landlord and been in a, a situation like this? We'd love to hear your stories, your reactions in the comments below. As always, if you like the post, leave a like or a comment to contribute to that discussion below. It always helps us out a lot. And if you'd like to see more and hear more posts from r slash malicious compliance and other subreddits in the future, please subscribe. Thank you so much for watching and for listening. Hey everyone, we hope you're enjoying our readings of popular Reddit posts. We love providing this service so that you can listen to these podcasts to pass the time, to fall asleep to, or to be entertained while still staying safe on your commute to work. We love to have the freedom to cover even more posts, but the recording and editing is time-consuming work and doesn't pay the bills. If you feel you're getting regular value out of these episodes, please consider supporting us with a small monthly donation. You can donate easily by visiting anchor.fm slash reddit readers and clicking on support this podcast. Every little bit helps, even if it's just enough to cover our morning cup of coffee. As always, thank you so much for listening.